0: Fans, and fans I'm Jackie Marling, this is Stand Up Memories. I'm introducing the show because today the interviewer is going to be none other than Peter Bales. I'm looking at these two guys, and I can't help but think of the joke of the two old guys at the bar, and the one guy says, look at those guys over there, that's what we're going to look like in 10 years, and the other guy says, you asshole, that's a mirror. <laughs> 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 but These three old men here are dear, dear friends from forever ago. And we figured we have not had a guest yet. Uh, My first guest on this show was Peter Bales, and we hit it off so well that we yak for the next 20 shows. We're finally sick of each other, so we called the dearest friend that we both have. I was all full of coffee and ready to go, (laughs) and I sat there, I'm out of gas, so I'm handing the ball to Peter Bales. But uh, he'll introduce our guest. And this is our first guest, which is very, very exciting. And we told them to just roll the cameras till we run out of gas, we'll stop every once in a while so us old people can go and pee or whatever else we have to do. And uh, I'm really excited about this show, and um, usually I'm not. I mean, how excited <laughs> How excited
1: would you be about <laughs> sitting down and getting to talk to Peter Bales? I mean, do the math. Well, thank you, Jackie, you're delightful. It's not your turn to talk to <laughs>
0: So without further ado, I do love this, and I haven't told Peter this yet, but I was at a family wedding all weekend, and everybody watches this, one guy watches (laughs) the show and really
1: enjoys it, which is enough to keep anybody going. Ladies and gentlemen, Professor Peter Bales. Jackie, thank you, that that means a lot to me. This is gonna be so much fun. Jackie and I have been yapping away on stand-up memories and now we've got our first guest and we both wanted this guy because this is Danny McKenna, the legendary manager of the legendary comedy club in West Orange, New Jersey that in the 80s and 90s had everybody and everything happened. I'm at the point where I hate that word because every time somebody
0: says legendary, oh, you're a that, legend is it. No, all I hear no. is Old. Yeah. <laughs> you, there's no specialness to it. It's like, as opposed to, you're an old man, you're a
2: legend.
1: Right, well, 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 at the same time, I got no
2: ego about myself, so <laughs> the, we're legendary. can who cares? Danny's
1: legendary. Jackie, frankly, you're old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I,
1: I'll take it. And uh, Danny saw everything behind the scenes and on stage, and we want to have fun. Jackie was there forever. I was there forever. We saw it, but Danny really saw it. And off the top of your head, Danny, give us a memory of somebody who wasn't the same off stage as they were on stage.
2: I, jeez, oh should have set me up with a question like that. But I started when Jackie was doing stand-up, the, uh, um, the amateur night. You did Tuesday nights. Thing would go on for three to four hours. We'd have
0: well, that was my finagle. <clears throat> I was working one day a week on the Howard Stern show for free. And I'm like, what am I going to do to parlay this? And I had the whole tri state area listening to me. And I said to Mark from Rascals, pay me a few dollars, and I'll say I'm hosting the Rascals open mic night on Tuesday nights. And then he'd get some people in there. But it was worth whether anybody showed up or not, it was worth to have Rascals promoted on WNBC. And so, uh, and I, it was always a a free for all, you know, the same. It was like 12 people <laughs> and you'd get like 20,
2: six, 20, well,
0: but like six or seven of the people that kind of rotated who uh, showed uh. up. But like one of them was Bobby Levy came up and he was so absolutely disgusting that the next time he came up, the next week, I said, here's Reverend Bobby Levy, and then 20 years later, I find out he's still, <laughs> he's still, he's still the Reverend. Bob still Levy, Levy
1: became Levy. the Reverend Levy. As he's those, a those well-known
0: nights, comic. They, they go on, and, and I have a lot of them on three-quarter-inch video,
1: if we could find Dominic uh, Arthur. an antique shop, yeah, you know. A lot of, well, most comics have to start at open mic nights, that's where you get the stage time, and some of them go on to have great careers. I'm curious. Did you get any sleep in between ending a Rascals show and going to Howard Stern? How did that work? I, I can't even tell you. It was one thing when I would do a Rascals, but
0: like Mark would give me the entire door at Rascals on a Thursday night because it would be dark right. otherwise. I could fill the place up, he'd give me the whole door and, and he'd make a fortune. There's so many stories about that. Like when Heineken first came aboard the Stern Show as a sponsor. I used to hold up a Budweiser, but it was always a water. But instead, I switched to a bottle of
2: yeah, Heineken, Heineken
0: full of water. And I, and I said, let's drink a toast, you know, whatever. And Mark came up to me, or you might have come up to me afterwards, and said, why didn't you warn us about Heineken? We only had three cases of it, and we sold it out in the first 10 minutes because they <laughs> were all... And he said, you should be paid a fortune. Because when those people go out the next night, they order Heineken again because they still think they're yeah. drinking with you,
1: which kind of <laughs> didn't register with me.
2: We had a champagne bucket with, filled with Heineken's on ice up on the stage for him.
1: Let's give some chops to the Magnuson brothers, especially Mark Magnuson. They were the owners
0: Yeah, I, now I Rascal. know nothing about you. How did you know them? Did you oh, stumble bu- upon that kid No, or- I had
2: been friends with them since I'd been five years old.
0: Oh, now okay. see, I never knew that. Yeah, them.
2: I had been friends with them.
0: Now where did you come in? At what brother? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because most Drew. families like yeah. that, no. your friends, because I used no. to, I had a family where there were 11 brothers and sisters, and I kept, I yeah. never got older,
2: so I went from this brother to this brother. You know. No, it was me and Drew, but I used to go to the bar. Remember the little bar they had up there? Upstairs, at Perth? Yes. that's where it started. Right. I used to come into that bar after work all the time, just hanging around.
0: Now, initially, the shows weren't up there, but the no. bar was up there.
2: They had a little small bar up there.
0: Right. Okay. Right.
2: But the same size as a small bar downstairs. But I was friends with Drew when I started the place, and I used to come in after work. Drew was in the m- middle. Ah, uh, these are six of them all together. Go through so. the brothers. Go through the brothers in order. Oh, uh, you would have to start up with Mark. Mark. Then Guy Magnuson. He was basically a lawyer. He wasn't public Yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah. And then there was. Like Zeppo. Drew. Like Gummo. 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 Drew, Eric. John. Ward and John.
1: Ward and John.
2: Yeah. Wow. And luckily
1: they hired a manager because so many comedy clubs today don't even have a manager, have nobody policing the room, have nobody really organizing the place. Or to answer Well, any do you
2: question, remember a guy named Joel who was there before me? Joel the Hole. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he was there him. before me. <laughs> I haven't
0: thought about okay. that in forty years.
2: So he Say hello <laughs> to Joel the Hole. <laughs> so he used to he trained me. And I know that the guy's getting fired that's training me. <laughs> you know, so one night when I'm coming in to work, I go, well, did you fire Joel yet? And they're like, no. I go, so this guy's going to come downstairs and you're going to fire him while I'm still here? <laughs> you know, and they got rid that of him. That was Now the funny thing was, uh, they got rid of him because they said he was selling drugs to the comics. Well, you guys still guy.
0: working at Rassels, take one step forward. Where are you going, Joel? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> they said he was selling drugs he to the comics. He was selling drugs to the comics. No, I don't know anything about this, but I swear to God, every single week somebody would come down and go, Where's Joe? <laughs> right, right, right. Where's Joe? <laughs>
0: oh, that's great. Now I don't. Re- I know when all of a sudden the word was, "Hey, uh, the East Side has a new place in West Orange," and I wanted to get in there, and I, it, I didn't get booked right away, and I got booked, and then it, it was weird. Like they weren't that anxious, and then. All of a sudden, when I was on the Stern show and, and bringing them people in on Tuesday night, all of a sudden, I became a favorite son. And then they started with the TV show, and they said, are we gonna book Jackie on the TV show? And I remember Messina saying, J- uh, Rick Messina, who's a big-time guy now who is the agent for- uh, The Allen. manager for Tim Allen, Drew Carey, a host- of, you know, Started
1: he- as a bartender at the East Side Comedy thi- Club. No,
0: and- no, there's a picture on the back of my first album where I'm standing at the bar wearing a hand-drawn Off Owl Rockers of my band T-shirt, and if the picture was this wide, you would have seen him tending bar at like the Purple Onion or one of those names in Beth Page. We brought a show in there, me and Richie Minervini brought a show into that bar, and he must have looked at it and seen, seen something happening, and he's like, and then when the East Side happened, Miss, I think East Missima Side was Comedy
1: Club, Long Island's first full-time comedy club,
0: and he
2: got himself to be right.
0: bartender there, and
2: he became the booker in the long run, right?
0: Right, and uh, oh, the, the stories go on and on. Yeah. But uh, when at Rascals, he was r- responsible. or He handled the Rascals deal for the for East Side, and they said, "We're going to put Jackie on the Rascals," and, and he said, "I don't think Jackie's really ready for what's, television." What's
1: the connection between East Side and Rascals? They found the club. They found. I don't know whether they
0: found the club or the club, what? Well, because the East Side was the only game in town. Really, that's on Long Island. Yeah, but they must have heard about it or come to them. You know, they just did, what happened
2: at Rascals. They did a uh, comedy on a Thursday night one time. They were trying all the di- different things, with down downstairs Rome, and they had bands down there and everything. And they, they must have they found. They tried it. They tried it out on a Thursday night. Didn't know anybody. They called some friend that worked for William Morris or something or other. Uh, they gave us our first. They sold out like this. And they went. Well, we might have something here. East Side, I don't think ever came into the realm. Only I think the only reason that came into the realm. No, was no, because they
0: were they were partners. They were getting oh. they were getting a, a good chunk of the money. Yeah, no, Messina ran that.
2: He was the booker.
0: But but it was you know what? I, I'm yeah, I'm not right, sure. I you know. you might
2: be right. I'm right. Not, I wasn't there in the first couple. But of I years. know that he uh,
0: they weren't going to have me because I wasn't ready for television, and then. I did the show, and the next thing I knew, I was hosting the television show. It was like, I guess and I That did. was years later. The that very first show later.
2: I saw, before I even worked there, he was the host, Rich Jenny was the middle, and Joe DeLion was the headliner. Unbelievable. That was, a, that was the very first show I ever saw there.
1: Rich Jenny, the incomparable late, unfortunately, Rich Jenny, went on to... An incredible career. Joe DeLion a great career too. Terrific comic magician. I think he's still around. He is still yes. around. You know, he definitely is.
0: It's amazing. <laughs> everybody's still around. You know, I got so sick. 20 years I got sick of saying, you're still in this? So you're still, <laughs> still in this? You know, the first time I waited you're in You're still line, doing it
2: or you're still alive which, is the question.
0: Which is you know, the same. Yeah. The first time I waited in line sitting on the sidewalk at Catch a Rising Star in like 1977, not looking to be a comic, just trying to see what this thing was all about, I I sat next to Mike Reynolds, who's also no longer Uh. with us. And then three years later, one of my first paying gigs ever was at the Rainy Night House in Queens. And I walked in, I was like, and there's Reynolds juggling. I said, You're still doing this? He said, You're still doing this? I'm like, you know. And that was the first time it opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, it gets, win, lose, or draw, it stays in your craw.
2: Yeah, of course. But is there anybody that you know that really did it and did it well that stopped doing it? No.
0: No, no, you can't. You can't really stop doing it. Well, they stopped doing it because they wind up in the ground. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and
2: that's the
1: reason is because it's addicting. And and comics will tell you that having an audience in the pocket of your jacket is better than sex. Better than sex, especially for you. Oh my God. <laughs> well, it's not better than sex with myself, but
0: other sex. You know, because we talk all the time about the guys that are still in it, that are still waiting to get that first you know? laugh. Which really isn't true, but it's, yeah. you know, like how the hell did they maintain you know, I'll, I, You know, I'm not naming names, but I'll see somebody who was never, ever, ever funny. And what are you up to? Oh, I've been on the ships for 30 years. Like, doing what? Cleaning toilets? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Well,
2: I remember, I, in the eighties, if you were a ship comic, you were a has been, okay. Well, and all, it, all of a sudden, it turned around it to the point around. of everybody's doing the ships now.
1: Because they upgraded you know? the money, they upgraded the uh, lodging on the ship. I remember one
2: particular guy, no names mentioned, but I remember there was somebody working with him, and he's putting a guy down that he's a ship comic, you know, like you're well, just a has been. Well, there. you know, there was and then so he went many on to be the biggest ship comic out there right now. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So
0: gotcha. many. Uh, Different little walls and clicks. You know, the, I remember the whole thing with Nelson. Bob Nelson was a fantastic comic and rose to great heights. And he was a prop comic, and that—that that was like a, a line of demarcation. Like the yeah. guys on Long Island did yeah. whatever they could to make people laugh their asses off, because a lot of the crowds, you know, it was like it was like the, the Blues Brothers saloon with the with the net and the bottles flying. Not really, and the city comics were nice and quiet and. Very heady and thoughtful, and they would make fun of the guys on Long Island because this guy's a ventriloquist and this guy's a juggler, whatever. But it w- but it was a whole big deal, and I remember I-, I didn't get in a fight, but I got so pissed off. I was working at a comic strip in Fort Lauderdale, and Bob Nelson was going on last, and I think it was I think I was like hosting or whatever. I, mean, I was probably going on last. I always went on last because I was so loud and dirty. It had nothing to do with talent. It was like, <laughs> I'm on last. But Mac and Jamie, do you remember them? Of course. It was a two-man act, very yeah. talented, had their own TV yep. show yep. Uh, in the 1800s. <laughs> you know? And they're still around out in L.A. I'm sure they make a, a good living, either separate or whatever. But they were a two-man act. And then Nelson's on stage. And he's killing. And I heard these guys start grumbling, like, yeah, look at him up there with me with those stupid props, you know, like, that's so (laughs) ridiculous. Anybody can do this with that. And I I said, wait one friggin' minute, you jerks. And I really did, I I was sick, because they had, this had gone on for a few years, I said, he uses props. When you're on stage, what is the single best prop you could have? Another human being. And every night you guys go up, You got the best prop you could possibly have, and you're criticizing him, and they were like, I never thought of that, you know. But it's absolutely true. I know when I was playing in a band and I was telling jokes, if I was doing terrible, I'd just look at my partner and everybody's you know, and they give you time to regroup, you know.
1: (laughs) Comedians can be really snooty about prop comics, guitar comics, jugglers, comic magicians. And you know you've taken your uh, share,
0: especially the jokes,
1: gu- right? And jokes, but especially the guys that aren't doing that
0: well, because the guys that are doing really well, they know there's, there's room for everybody, you know. But just- you
2: even doing the Stump Man is a prop. You know oh yeah, I mean? yeah,
0: everything. Right. You know. And I
2: remember one time he had the Spanish guys doing it, you know, and Spanish guy stands up in the audience to tell a one-liner, and he says something like. Why did they, what, what, what picture did they put on the vaseline jar? And Jackie, and Jackie goes, what's that again? He says, what picture did they put on the vaseline jar? Jackie goes, what? He goes, what picture did they put on the vaseline jar? He goes, I don't care about your joke. Here's a t-shirt just for saying vaseline."
1: <laughs> I swear. I swear. I can still hear. Oh, that's hysterical. We got to hear more. Jackie does something called Stump the Joke Man where audience members do the setup, and he always, you can't stump him, knows the punchline. And it's the so trick was I would bring the girls on stage. And that was and really what And torch to the girls,
0: yes. you know, in a nice, to the girls in a nice way, which would get me locked up today. Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. My biggest compliment ever was, I used to videotape all those shows. My deal, what yeah. I did, Rascal's Comedy Hour, was I would host the thing, but I only got to do five minutes in the beginning, Correct. which I was gonna tell you, forget about getting sleep, because I had to have a different monologue (laughs) every Thursday. So we're doing the Stern radio show, we're doing the Stern television show, and then I'm running out and doing Rascals Comedy, and I'm learning a seven or eight or nine minute monologue each, I mean, there were old jokes, but and you still got to remember what's what, what's what, you know?
2: And he's drinking with me till 3 or 4 in the morning.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But Dang. I used to, they used to, I used to, the deal was they would keep the cameras going, so it wouldn't we're be part stumped. of the show, yep. but he'd give me the yep. tape of Stump yeah. the Joke Man. Yeah. And I used to make copies of it and send them, and, and Ward at the South said, when they were all done with the night and everybody's so sick of comedy, they don't want to kill each other, but they'd sit around and have drinks, and play the Stump the Joke Man <laughs> tapes, which is such a compliment, because just
1: watching me torture the people. Right. Like, I, got I, did, I, I um, tried to stump Jackie once with a joke from the 1870s and failed. <laughs> <laughs> he knew it. Danny, I want to say this. Um, I never thought of this before, but you know what else is a kind of prop? Crowd work. So mea culpa. That's also a kind of prop. Listen, everybody, this has been terrific. We're going to come back next week. You always stop the show when you've got to go to the bathroom. I see the twitch.
0: <laughs> and luckily for you, we have to go, too. So, <laughs> tell them Danny's full name. This is Danny McKenna.
1: And this is Danny McKenna, the manager of a legendary comedy club. We're going to come back next week with story after story about some of the nutbags, very famous nutbags, who are also great comedians. And we're also believe. going to find out how a Jewish kid from New Jersey wound up with the last name McKenna. McKenna. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jackie the Joke Man, Thank, Thank you, Danny McKenna. My, My name pleasure. Thank you, Bales. Professor Bales. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> hey, a new episode of Stand Up Memories every Wednesday. How exciting is that? It's starring me, Peter Bales, and right here, Jackie the Joke Man, Marling. Please follow us on social
0: media. Search it out. What is it? Me space? My space? Your
1: space? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Do-da, da <laughs> <laughs>